Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Saturday morning to you, New York, with me hanging out with you on Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much for joining us on this very beautiful Saturday morning. I mean, it is, uh, it's a little chill in the air. It's the first Saturday of autumn, and uh, it is, it's, it's great. I mean, you, you know, you look out at these kinds of days and you say to yourself, I'm glad I'm alive. As opposed to the other days, who you say you're glad you're alive. I mean, I wake up every morning, I'm glad I'm alive anyway. But you're at that point in life, in my life, where, you know, you get up and you go, okay, good to be alive, man. Uh, but certainly this time of year brings out that um, uh, that road trip feeling, especially now that I'm, I'm looking right out my, uh, my back porch here as I'm getting ready to take a, a road trip. And I see leaves of all different colors, leaves that are turning colors. And it is that beautiful time of year where you get out and, uh, and, and, and go see something. You know, whether it's going across the state to um, a, a football game, either it's Central or Eastern or Wazoo or, you know, down to Oregon or even just over to Mount Lake Hut uh, to see a football game or to... Uh, you know, to drive in and, and catch uh, the, a Mariners game. The Mariners are still in it. And, um, you know, the, it's, it's funny. I said last year, and of course, last year was not a good year, as many of you realized. Uh, but I said last year that the Mariners would make the playoffs. And they're still hanging in there. It's the final week which, with, uh, you know, with games that count. And you know what? That's something. Like to see more, but that's what you have, and that's something. It's more than we've had the last uh, what ten years, right? It was two thousand nine since I think they were in contention the last week of the season. But so with the Mariners coming back home, they're in Anaheim, and then they have a you know what is it uh, Tuesday? You know, all week there's there are games. So get yourself out to the ballpark. Watch, you know, watch your uh, watch your team one final time uh, this year. Baseball heals a lot of that inside of us. I, I always think, and uh, so it'd be nice to get out there. I'm going to try to get out. I got to. I'm on doing a road trip here. Uh, in matter of fact, as soon as I get off the air this morning, I am on the road for a, a couple of days. But when I get back, uh, I'm heading over to the ballpark. As a matter of fact. Uh, I'll have to uh, communicate with my good friend and producer Nathan, see if he's around. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we can catch a game together. Who knows? Before I promise, I promised Nathan a game, so uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see if we can make that happen um, this uh, this week. And if not, well, I'll take him next year. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not. Uh, got uh, we got a show for you. <laughs> We have a show for you. That's what we are uh, promising this morning. We got you know, the, you know, the regular features. Got a very cool, a very hip, a finger snapping uh, cartoon for you this morning. As we are uh, yep. promising this morning, we got to uh, delve into the, the Rat Pack. Features. 
and make sure that the Rat Pack uh, is represented. Frank, Dino, and Sammy on the uh, the cartoon this morning, Saturday morning cartoon. That'll be coming up a little bit after um, 8.30. So we hope that you stick around for that. We hope you stick around for the whole show because I enjoy our uh, chats together. You can always uh, jump on Facebook. We stream live on Facebook every Saturday morning from eight to nine. And then the show is also posted up there. So anytime you miss it, you can go back and tell your friends, hey, uh, Vinny's show is on there and I'm going to go uh, go watch it. So leave me alone for an hour. Get in the car and listen to it on your telephone. We're also on Apple Podcasts and um, a bunch of other podcast thingies that, um, you know, that are out there. Uh, wherever you get your friendly local podcast. Automotive stuff going on this week. The chip shortage. I mean, we've been telling you about the prices of cars and uh, uh, chip shortages and so on and so forth and problems getting chips and getting this and getting that uh, for a few months now. And it is only getting worse. There are inventories. I mean, I drove by a, a local dealer here the other day. It looked like there were about five cars on his lot, five new cars. Now, I'm sure that they have more somewhere else, but uh, go in and try to negotiate on a car right now. You can't do it unless it's a, a dog car that's been sitting on their lot. And by a dog car, I don't mean a bad car, just a car that nobody wants. And those cars are even getting snatched up right now at over sticker price. You know, a lot of people say, well, it's a great time to be selling cars, but I, you know, again, I don't think so because you don't have the inventory. You know, dealerships have to move inventory. They got to get cars. They got to make deals. Uh, they got to do the F and I stuff. And if you can't get cars or you can't um, order cars, you're in trouble. Now you can order cars. If you want, if you need a new car that bad right now, you can go to your dealer and you can order a car and cross your fingers and hope that all of the stuff that's needed to build that car comes. It's, I don't know. It's not, it's not like they're not making cars, but several plants, uh, several companies have shut down plants. And then you also have the situation down at the port in Los Angeles where the shipping lanes are looking like the freeway because so many ships are backed up because they don't have truck drivers to get those containers off of the trucks or get those cars off of the boats and the containers off of the boats and on the trucks to take them out to people. So you're missing, you know, if, if you're waiting for something from China or Asia, you're waiting right now. Because there's a lot of stuff that comes in from China, Japan, Korea. And I mean, it won't be too long until you start to see a, uh, I, I think companies, uh, especially over in, uh, in uh, Asia, put cars on planes and send them over. 
But you see what that does to the destination charge on your, on your brand new uh, Toyota. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know I was buying a car an airline ticket, but unfortunately that's what it is right now. That's the situation, the pandemic, the world situation, um, a shortage of truck drivers. Uh, as I've said before, you want to make some money and you know how to drive a, a commercial vehicle. You have a, uh, a CDL head toward Los Angeles, man. They are paying top dollar for truck drive truck drivers down there. I've been told, and I have no reason not to believe this. You're making 115, $200,000 a year and working as many hours as the, uh, uh, you know, the federal trade system will allow them to, uh, the federal trade commission will allow them to work the Department of Transportation or the ICC or whatever, you know, whatever the particular governing body that has jurisdiction over that, they can, you know, go out there and, and, and um, work as hard and as much as they can. Seven days if they want to. So the money is out there to be made uh, if you know how to operate a truck. And container truck driving has got to be the easiest job in the world. I mean, what do you do? They, they, they come, they get the claw, they pick up the container, they put it on the on the, the truck, on the chassis. You lock it down, you drive it to where it's going. They got another claw, they pick it up, boom. The only thing you really got to know how to do is back it up and put it into the spot that they want to put it into when you deliver it, right? But we're young and ambitious. I am ambitious. I'm not young anymore. I'd be heading to LA, head to Long Beach, signing up to uh, to drive for you know just a couple of couple of months. You could, like I said, you could probably make some good uh, Christmas cash down there. But now the other side of the coin there is that if you are somebody that um, is looking to buy uh, you know uh, automotive stuff uh, for Christmas by your your, your kids uh, you know those cars that uh, electric cars that they press things like that but it's chopped down especially all because many 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 of these automotive toys are made in China and they're saying that there may be shortages next Christmas of some of this stuff. So if you uh, if you want to get your uh, your little girl at Barbie uh, you know a little go carty thing that uh, they drive a little electric car and you find one take a tip from old Uncle Vinny um, buy it now stick it in the closet somewhere because uh, when it comes closer to Christmas they are predicting mass shortages in this stuff in in toys and electronics. Uh, things like that. It's crazy. I don't know that I've ever uh, ever seen it like this. But this is uh, our new world. This is where we, uh, this is what we have uh, brought upon ourselves uh, right now. And uh, I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to get, I'm just going to say that this is, this is unfortunately uh, the world that we live in today. Will it blow over? 
yeah, I think it will at some point. But but we have to, uh, you know, we have to be able to uh, get past some of the stuff that we're that we're going through and and work together to get things moving again. That's my little that's my little speech for the morning. <laughs> uh, that, that's all I'm going to give you this morning, uh, as far as uh, speeches, because you know sometimes uh, sometimes I get a little speechy. Happens to me. Uh, what else is out there this morning? Uh, let's see. A lot of people are looking at, by the way, the, uh, some people have now test driven the Rivian, which is that new electric pickup truck. And many say uh, that is a spectacular truck. It's all electric. It's uh, coming soon. And people are saying that it is something uh, that is going to give Ford, Ram, and General Motors a run for their money with, uh, with um, you know, the equal performance, even better performance, and, uh, uh, you know, quiet elegance. So a lot of people are, uh, uh, that are interested in electrics are waiting uh, for that to uh, come along. There are... Uh, as far as electrics, uh, there are, uh, it's a bit more news on, uh, on tax credits. In case you didn't know, uh, when you buy an electric vehicle, you, uh, you get a, a tax credit if that particular brand has not exhausted their allotted tax credits. So, in other words, if you go out and you buy, let's say, a Chevrolet Bolt, which is a very popular EV right now, um, your tax credit, the boost, especially if it's, um, if it's made by a, a union, uh, uh, you know, uh, manufacturer, manufacturer is a part of UAW or the different unions, you can see up to a $12,500 rebate or credit if uh, some of these uh, proposals in front of Congress pass. They want to boost that up. Right now, uh, they're around, uh, I don't know, around three, dollars $4,000, $5,000, I believe. Uh, and it, uh, it will... And I'm looking at the at the version now. Uh, if you get a if you buy a union made model, you would receive an extra forty five hundred dollars. You get if and it's just under the bill that's in Congress right now. Non union made or imported EVs would get seventy five hundred dollar tax credits. The if you bought a domestic built union made electric vehicle, the Chevy Bolt, you would get a $12,500 credit. Now, naturally, um, Toyota, Honda, Volkswagen, and others are saying it's unfair. It's an insult to American auto workers is, um, 
is unfair to them. I don't know. You have to decide for yourself. Uh, you know, because many of those plants, uh, those factories are down south, do not have union uh, representation in their plants. That's why they didn't build them in Detroit. They built them down south because they wouldn't have to join the UAW. They built them in right-to-work states. And so you, um, you know, you wind up, uh, by the way, the, the cap is 200,000 vehicles. Once you hit that steel, once a particular company, like let's say Tesla, you're probably not going to get a tax credit on the Tesla uh, because they've already sold 200,000 uh, vehicles in that year. And that will, that's the, the cap. Once they sell 200,000 vehicles, there's no more tax credits left for them. Uh, the re, uh, reconstituted bill would also add a $500 bonus for electric vehicles with battery packs that are made here in America. Many uh, manufacturers, battery manufacturers are, in fact, uh, making, uh, you know, if you go to, to uh, Youngstown, Ohio, Lordstown, that uh, crested there northwest of Pittsburgh, uh, there are a number of battery manufacturers that have set up shop there so if you are thinking of buying an electric vehicle hang on because you may wind up with uh, a much larger incentive if this uh, bill passes through congress than and this is part of the biden you know uh, build back better america bill um because they want to get you out of your gasoline vehicle and into an EV, or at least get you to consider using an EV for several of your trips uh, instead of your gasoline vehicle. And uh, so interesting, you know, interesting stuff going on right now, but the government is certainly looking to, uh, looking to get you into it, do what they can assist you however they can uh, to get you into an electric vehicle. And there's, there's many different tentacles to this thing uh, as far as income and so on and so forth. U.S. Assembly, union-made bonuses, domestic content, uh, MSRP cap, income cap, uh, tax credit sunsets, and overall investments. Uh, that are going to change the, the particulars of the bill. But the bottom line is, uh, the government, remember that guy that used to be on TV, that Matthew Lesko, used to wear that suit with the question marks on it? I can take the government out to see what they don't want you to know. I get $2,000 to buy a car. Well, wherever he is, he must be happy because the, uh, the government will pay you uh, if this bill passes up to $12,500 to buy an electric vehicle. That is uh, for those people who want to uh, purchase one of those vehicles, especially here in, in Seattle and in the Northwest where they're very popular, continuing to grow in popularity. You see charging stations all over the place. Um, it's a good deal if you qualify for uh, what they're selling. Um, couple of other things uh, that 
showed up this week that I wanted to quickly mention. Uh, Toyota popped out a new um, uh, Tundra pickup truck. The 2022 Tundra uh, uh, has a hybrid powertrain, coil springs in the rear, and uh, a lot of cool stuff, uh, a cool look to it. And uh, if you are in the market for a pickup truck, that's something that you ought to take a look at. The Toyota 2022 Toyota Tundra will be in dealer showrooms, I think by the end of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Takata airbag issue, 67 million vehicles so far, more are being probed right now. Go to the NH uh, TSA website just google takata airbags uh, and federal government and it'll get you there and take a look to see if your vehicle is on the list of newer vehicle other vehicles that are being probed besides the ones we knew about already so that's uh, you know that's something that you really should take seriously because uh, people have been killed have lost eyes have been maimed uh, by these uh, metal shards that uh, that come out when it's kind of airbags deployed. So make sure, please, for the safety of you, your family, make sure that you check that list and uh, that your car is not on. And also Ford making news this week with the expedition, uh, the big papa of uh, Ford SUVs. Uh, the 2022 has uh, a neat off-road and performance version coming out and uh, they've upgraded the tech to make the uh, big vehicle more off-road capable everybody wants to go off-road these days this is the new thing in america we've uh, we've trashed the highways so now we've decided that we want to get off into the woods and and, and not get out of our cars or get out of our cars and go hiking, I guess, or something. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of people who want to, you know, go to McDonald's, load up the bag, you know, up into the up into nature. Hey, you know what? Whatever turns you on, as long as you're not destroying the planet, uh, I'm good with it. God bless you, if you can. All right, uh, let's grab Nathan here for a moment before we take a quick break and see what is uh, going on in Nathan's little world this week. Good morning, producer Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Glad I got some sleep after watching that nail-biter game of a Mariners game last night. You're into it, huh? Oh, man, that was a thriller. That's for sure. Yeah, they sure. Well, you know what? They are, if nothing else, entertaining. Uh, they're fun to watch. I, I, I like this club. It reminds me a lot of the uh, 2000 Mariners. Uh, that, um, you know, that started to show the signs of what they would accomplish the next year in 2000, 2001, of course, the year that uh, the Mariners came back and won 116 games mm -hmm. and had uh, one of the, you know, clearly the best Mariner club uh, they'd ever had, although some would argue 1995 was the best club they ever had because they had Randy and they had, you know, Fazio and other people, but uh, it's it's fun. To, it's cool to watch the Mariners again, and I like that. Uh, I like, you know, I'm a baseball guy, man. If you can go out there and watch the Mariners, and you're uh, pleased by it, and it's you, you can get invested in it a little bit. That does me just fine. And they still have a very 
good chance of even making the postseason this year, or at least a wild card. I well, mean, the Yankees, well, the they age, have a tough uh, set of teams they have to play for the remainder of the year, and Mariners have a good set of teams that they've had good records against. Yeah. Um, I, I I truly believe that they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, I you know, I said it at the beginning of the season. I said it last year that this team would make the playoffs this year, that uh, I've come back to town, so the drought will be over. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're doing a good job there, Vinny. Well, at least we're trying to make it interesting, uh, Nathan, you know. Um, but, and you know what? It also signals the return of the $50 parking space. Oh. <laughs> well, as long as we got the light rail, I'm okay. Yeah, the light rail will take you down there, take public transportation, take Uber, I, I got to be honest with you, paying $50 to park my car in one of those lots. And on football days, they're 80. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I, I can't do that, man. I can't pay that <laughs> much money to park my car. I mean, my first apartment was $80 a month rent. But, you know, listen, it's a free country. Everybody got a right to, uh, to make their decisions about how much they want to charge to park your car. I think it's ridiculous uh, to charge that much money. Uh, to park the car. But even random lots in the city of Seattle too, you know, if there's a baseball game going on, suddenly a normally a free parking area is now fifteen dollars an hour to park there because of the game. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. That, you know, the, the city needs to uh needs to look into that. I know now again, I don't if somebody has a parking lot uh, or a lot around their house or, or their, um, their business. And they decide to park to, you know, charge you 10, 15, $20 to park there. Um, I, I have no problem with that, but it's, you know, the parking companies that are in with the city and, uh, you know, they get the permits and everything for all of these uh, great lots and they gouge the crap out of you. And I'm sorry, it doesn't cost your price didn't go up on the land, did it? You're just grouching people because they, you know, they need the parking. And so uh, if you're going to, North, you know, if you're coming from Northgate, you'll be able to jump on light rail and go downtown. Now, if you're uh, coming soon from the east side, you'll be able to take light rail in. Uh, you already can from, you know, uh, South, uh, South King County. Um I, I used to love taking the uh, subway to the game and when I lived back in New York. Make it on a seven train, boom, 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 boom. You know what was cool? You would meet people. You would talk to people. You would be on this, on this train with other fans. And, you know, you'd kind of commune a little bit, especially if you had a smelly tuna fish sandwich on white bread with a little bit of mayonnaise on it. Ooh, then you'd really commune with people. Um. Nathan? Yes, sir? Is a burning question uh, that you always ask me every Saturday about this time, and I think it's time to ask that question. All right, what is it again? It's on the tip of my tongue. It was- yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Yes, yo, Vinny, what am I driving this week? Oh, am I driving a winner? I am driving a uh, fun little car to drive. It is a Honda Civic 2022 
Honda Civic, uh, which I believe uh, just has been named a top safety pick plus by the uh, National uh, Transportation Safety people that uh, put these cars through these tests to see what happens if they go boom. And it is, uh, you know, Honda traditionally makes safe cars. They're always at the top of these lists. But um, the IIHS, which is the insurance industry funded uh, organization um, for highway safety, is, uh, has, has got the Civic on the list. Uh, the child safety seats, uh, the easy to, uh, easy to find location of the latches for those seats and many other uh, things, the uh, emergency braking systems, uh, the lane keeping systems, all of them together um, make this car safe, the top safety pick plus. Now that's the safe side of the car. I'm driving a Honda Civic HSB. That is um, the sportier version of the Civic. It's HSB package, it's a package you buy from the dealer. Uh, all of the parts are made by Honda. They're official Honda parts. And you bolt them on or you have your dealer bolt them on and you get a rear spoiler, a rear diffuser, a side, little side uh, a rocker panel um, diffusers and a front spoiler. And in the silver car that I'm driving, the black stuff, it only comes in black, makes it look great. It's really a sharp car. I was in Dick's driving with this car and um, it got, it gone in looks, man. You know, the, the, and, and, and Honda has gone toward a more conservative look um, as opposed to that kind of little Star Wars thing they had going the last few years, which I like. There's a lot of critics saying, oh, I'm glad Honda. I, you know, I like the, uh, the kind of avant-garde look on, uh, on the Honda Civics. But this car, and we'll have more, uh, you know, in, in the full review, but the Honda Civic really is, is a pleasure to drive. And this car I'm driving, uh, that has got a ton of options on it. I don't know if it has the electric uh, charger for your cell phone, but it has just about everything, including a ton of safety features, like $23,000. And in today's market, now, again, I don't know if you're going to be able to get one, but the sticker price on the car is 23 grand. Beat that. Um, it's, you know, it, it and the Toyota Corolla go toe-to-toe with uh, the Honda probably retaining more of its resale value. If you're going to go out and buy, if you're in, in the market for that simple, good transportation car that has a little bit of flair to it, just a little bit. You know, that hasn't always been true of Hondas. Uh, I've called them appliances for many years because they, um, you know, they, they just weren't exciting to drive. I mean, if you took one, you souped it up, but the, the mechanics and everything in the Honda uh, really uh, stand out as far as durability, as far as resale value, as far as many other factors. Car is, uh, your car is spot on. So we'll have a full report on that next week uh, on 
drive time uh, road test. And we, uh, and by the way, Honda also coming out with the uh, refurbished passport, which they're, uh, they're gussying up to make uh, look better uh, as well. And passport has always been one of my favorite Honda vehicles. Just, uh, you know, it's that SUV done right. So uh, kudos to Honda this morning. I'll right, take a quick break here. We'll come back with our Saturday morning cartoon, The Wreck Pack, joins us next right here on Drive Time Radio. If you're searching for that perfect gift for the college-bound kid in your life, the Car Care Council suggests putting together a roadside emergency kit. An inexpensive roadside kit is easy to assemble and could be extremely useful, maybe even a lifesaver in the event of an emergency. Of course, it's always a good idea to be prepared for the unexpected while on the road, but the best option is to avoid breakdowns and car trouble wherever possible. Performing basic maintenance and observing a regular service schedule can help avoid unforeseen road emergencies. Roadside emergency items can fit into a small duffel bag or rubber storage tote and include the following. Jumper cables, emergency flares, flashlight and batteries, blankets and extra clothes, non-perishable snacks and bottled water, first aid kit including essential medications, portable USB charger to keep the cell phone running even if the car isn't, ice scraper, snow brush, and small shovel for winter driving. And finally, keep a copy of the Car Care Guide available free of charge at carcare.org. Visit the Car Care Council's website to access a number of tips and resources for vehicle maintenance, including a free custom service schedule. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. A Rocket 88. What an Oldsmobile that was. What an Oldsmobile it, um, boy, oh boy, man. That was a, that was a heck of a car, man. I had, I had a, uh, a 53 that I bought one time with a manual transmission, man. I think flew. Uh, you, know, big, you know, it's funny, too, because it's a big-ass car. I mean, it's got, like, some weight to it. But, boy, you get in that car and Mesh that thing into first gear and it took off. Drive Time Radio, New York City, hanging out with you on a Saturday morning. But the leaves are turning colors. It's so beautiful. I love this time of year. It really is beautiful. It, it, it's just gorgeous. Anyway, time now for our Saturday morning cartoon. We bring it to you every week because cars and music go together so well. Don't they? I mean, come on. I mean, you know, unless you're a, a NASCAR racer, a drag racer, or really cheap, every car you've had has a radio in it, doesn't it? Unless they steal it. And um, you turn that radio on and you listen to some uh, good old music in that car. It's, uh, they've gone together since uh, the beginning of automotive time. This week, do some kind of a little special, little fun. We've taken three short songs and uh, put them together to pay tribute. Well, actually, it's two commercials and one song. And we thought we would do a tribute to the Rat Pack. I watched a documentary on the Rat Pack a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, I should say. And, uh, you know, it's it's still a group of uh, people who 
had such a mystique about them today uh, that uh, have really, you know, made you a look at and and at them as a representation of a different time in our society. And many will argue whether it was good or it was bad or what it was. But when it was a time when America knew how to loosen up and have fun and not worry about the consequences of it so much. It was kind of like maybe um, our version of prohibition in some ways. It was a chance to, uh, you know, to go out there and have a couple of pops and tell some jokes and uh, be entertained by that. And the Red Pack, uh, which included uh, you know, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Lawford, Joey Bishop, uh, Shirley MacLaine, Angie Dickinson was part of it uh, at times, but it was uh, just this group of performers that would go to Las Vegas uh, when Las Vegas was in its best period in the 50s and early 60s and go there and, uh, and perform, hang out, shoot movies, and... Uh, be available to people. You could see them walking around in the casinos and in the lobbies and everything. It was just a grand time for uh, Las Vegas. And I think a grand time for America. Uh, yeah, it had its faults. But I don't know. Today, we're not focusing on faults. We're focusing on fun. And so uh, what we've come up, what I came up with for you is, you know, celebrities don't pay for cars. Unless they're, you know, exotic models. But if you are a Pontiac or you are General Motors or you some or a dealer, you want, you know, somebody famous driving your car uh, so they can be stealing it. So it seems to be cool. And uh, one of the things that happened uh, in the uh, in the fifties uh, is there was a dealership that decided that they would supply the Rat Pack with cars. In exchange for that, in exchange for that, uh, the performers who got those cars recorded radio commercials uh, that were rewrites of big hits that they had had uh, for this dealership. So without any further ado, let's kick off our uh, Rat Pack Saturday morning cartoon with the chairman of the board. There you go, the Rat Pack. A tribute to the Rat Pack through uh, the music of automobiles. You got Sinatra and um, Dean Martin sandwiching the theme from the TV show, My Mother the Car, which starred uh, Jerry Van Dyke and Ann Southern as uh, a 19, Ann Southern was the 1928 Porter. Well, the Porter was the car and then Ann Southern was the voice of the car. It was a crazy show. Many people say that that's the worst theme song ever in television. I disagree. Uh, I've remembered the words to that song since I was a little kid, but then I've always been into cars. Uh, uh, sandwiching that is two ads uh, for Pete Epstein Pontiac in Chicago. And uh, Pete Epstein, out of this little dealership on Lincoln Avenue in Chicago, 
was actually for a while, I believe, uh, the largest volume Pontiac dealer in the United States of America in the uh, in, in the late fifties and sixties. And Epstein uh, struck up a friendship with some people in Chicago that knew Frank Sinatra. And so uh, in exchange for Epstein supplying Sinatra and Dean Martin and other celebrities with cars, they would cut commercial radio commercials for him. And, you know, in the sixties, if you were driving down the street and you heard, uh, you know, the chairman of the board singing about his Pontiac, it would probably entice you to go over and take a look at the brand new 1965 Pontiac Catalinas or whichever Pontiac you decided you would, um, you, you would like. So it was a huge move and a good move for Pete Epstein and a, a good move for Sinatra and uh, Dean Martin. I'm sure Sammy Davis got a car out of the deal too. Oddly enough, Frank Sinatra several years later struck up a friendship with uh, maybe not even several years later, but a few years later struck up a, uh, a friendship with Lee Iacocca of Chrysler fame or Ford fame first, but then Chrysler. And there is actually, I don't know if it's a 77, 78, somewhere in that, uh, in that time frame a Frank Sinatra edition of the Chrysler Imperial. Yep. You, uh, every once in a while you see him, uh, but it was this, uh, you know, Sinatra went out and said, okay, I want this color on the car. And it's boom, 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 boom. And they put together that you could go to your Chrysler dealer and buy a Frank Sinatra edition of the, uh, of the Chrysler Imperial. Well, the Imperial, I guess. I don't know. I, I, you know, Imperial's gone back and forth. It's been a standalone uh, brand and then not been a standalone brand. But anyway, that is our uh, cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon. Hope you, you liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a little something from them. We, you know, I dig these gems out. We dig these gems out uh, that are, uh, you know, rare. We scour the world for them. And anytime we hear about a good car song, uh, we get it on for you. And, and I think that, if I'm not mistaken, and, and Nathan, I'm sure will correct me on this if I'm wrong. We have um, but one time. Well, actually, you know what? We just did it a second time for my mother to car because we had played that previously. But I think in the almost two years that we are doing the show, uh, we have only played two songs twice. The only other one I can think of is Electric Car by There Might Be Giants. Or There May Be Giants. Whatever their yeah, name was. Might be Something about giants. Uh, yeah, they might be giants. Um, yeah, I think that's the only one we may have played. You know, now that I think about it, we may have played Spirit of America twice. Because I like to play that um, around the Bonneville Salt Flats week. But the Speed Week. But, you know, the other side of that coin is is that, uh, you know, we do play some of these songs because it's a special occasion. So, uh, but I think I'm pretty sure in, you know, close to 100 weeks of doing this show uh, that we have uh, only repeated uh, 
two or three songs. And again, you know, because there are more songs out there. I got a list of them written down uh, that I haven't played yet. Some of them don't, you know, some of them are a little cheesy. And I don't know if I want to play them. Well, I don't know. Could you get any more cheesy than those car commercials? <laughs> With Dean and Frank. I mean, all their money, you know, go out and sing about a new car. It is pretty amazing sometimes how much rich people will <laughs> love free stuff. There's something about free stuff, no matter how much money you have. Uh, you don't want to pass it by. I don't know how it works like that or why it works like that. Uh, but it works like that. And uh, that's a, I don't know, it's a good thing for people like me to sometimes have free stuff to give away. It helps you get close to people, I guess, uh, in a business sense. All right, it's uh, coming up on, wow, I can't believe the time is flying so much. Man, I'm just a motor mouth today. I'm just going on and on and on and on. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, it's the show is here for us so that we can talk about cars and uh, you know as i said we are coming up uh getting ready for our it'll be our uh going into our uh third year we'll finish out our second year uh on november 1st right you, you know the first week of november i should say i haven't looked at the date yet uh but that'll be our our, our third anniversary if the lord's will and the creek don't rise and um It'll be fun. We'll do something special uh, on that day. Maybe we'll see if we can set up a remote somewhere. And the millions of you that listen to the show can actually come down and uh, and say hello and uh, sit there and watch the show in person. Um, which I would be more than happy to, uh, you know, to get out and, and, and meet some people. It's what we're... Uh, that's what we're hoping we'll, uh, we would be able to do along those lines. Because uh, I always like meeting, uh, you know, meeting our listeners and uh, always have, always loved doing remotes. And uh, when I was doing a Mariners pregame and postgame, hanging out by the ballpark and talking to fans. And hopefully when we meet this time next week, we will be able to, um, uh, to have an announcement on that. And uh, let you know about a, a meetup somewhere. We get together and um, you know, we rap and flap about cars. And if you have a particular cars and coffee that uh, you enjoy, uh, email me at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. That's V-I-N-N-I-E at drivetime-radio.com. I'm always looking to show up at a cars and coffee with one of the cars I'm driving. And, uh, you know, to... Uh, to kind of uh, hang with people a little bit. Uh, I enjoy that. And I know that it's uh, a little tough right now, but, you know, the, uh, the social, uh, the, you know, because it's, uh, you know, there's still traces of COVID and stuff like that going around. But uh, the bottom line is, is that we all need to get out there and start, you know, with the proper precaution, start to interact with each other on a personal level again. And as long as you don't run up to me and lick me on, uh, you know, the ear or something like that, I think I'd be, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> oh man, lick me on the ear. Oh lordy, 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 lordy. All right, uh, we're all getting close to the uh, to the top. I was going to do the full road test, but I did want to quickly, uh, you know, we talked a lot about the uh, Lexus, um, was it the UX uh, two hundred? 
that we were driving last week. Uh, uh, a very impressive um, little hatchback that uh, really, uh, you know, initially I drove this car and I was like kind of a little skeptical about it, but it's a, an entry level Lexus that did a lot of things right. It's a subcompact. It's, it is luxury. It doesn't come in a hybrid in the United States. Uh, the uh, 200 is a two-wheel drive. The 200H uh, has all-wheel drive, but again, you can't get it here. Kind of runs up against the Mercedes-Benz GLA class. And uh, I think this car for you know a $33,000 starting point really is, uh, is a decent value. Uh, if you want to drive that name tag, if you want to drive Lexus, as opposed to a Toyota, if you want a, an interior that's a step above uh, the Toyota interior, if you want the Lexus conveniences, if you want the Lexus equipment, which they pack plenty of in this particular uh, model, uh, you want the styling, uh, this car can serve you well. It's not a great car for huge people. It's a subcompact, but it really does fit the bill as far as uh, luxury, small SUVs. It's, um, you know, I mean, it's got the heart of a Toyota, but it's certainly, it doesn't have the all wheel drive. But other than that, if you're looking for something that feels uh, very substantial, very high end. This is a vehicle uh, that you should be taking a look at. It's got all the safety equipment as well uh, that uh, you expect in, uh, in any luxury car that you get into these days. All right, that will do it for another edition of Drive Time. Thank you to Nathan. Thanks, of course, to our uh, friend Keith Slater, who keeps this show going. And, uh, of course, thanks to you for listening. We will catch up with you next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Right here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Have a good week.